Hello, hello, hello. This is the Vanilla JavaScript Podcast. I'm Chris Ferdinandi. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, I wanted to talk about web performance and whether or not web apps should be held to a different standard than traditional websites. Before we jump in, I just want to let you know that the Vanilla JS Academy, my project-based online training program for beginners, returns on Monday, and this is the absolute last week to join. If you head over to vanillajsacademy.com, you can save 30% on registration with the code LASTCHANCE at checkout. All right, let's, uh, let's dig into it. So a couple weeks ago, I shared an article from the amazing Tim Cadlick doing an analysis of the impact of JavaScript frameworks on performance. And I'll drop a link to that, um, that study in the show notes. Uh, it's really good. Tim digs into a trove of data from the HTTP archive. And with that data, Tim clearly shows that the use of frameworks generally, um, or rather sites that use frameworks generally include a lot more JavaScript than sites that don't, and are also slower on key web performance metrics. And he concludes the article with some simple, reasonable things to consider when building for the web. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm quoting Tim here. Do a sanity check. Do you really need to use it? Vanilla JavaScript can do a lot today. Is there a lighter alternative, Preact, Svelte, etc., that gets you 90% of the way there? If you're going with a framework, does anything exist that provides a better, more opinionated defaults like uh, Nuxt instead of Vue or Next instead of React? And these will do server-side rendering, so you're still sending static HTML even though you're using these frameworks. Um, there's a lot of praise for Tim's article, rightly so, but unsurprisingly, there was some pushback from the we build apps, not websites crowd. Um, and this always rankles my feathers. Like I don't personally, I don't feel like apps are held to or should be held to a different standard. The main point of contention that I hear from people, I got a lot of pushback when I shared this, um, uh, just kind of summarizing. The main thing I heard was some variation of apps are different. Performance is still important, but web performance metrics need to be different, slower, worse, whatever, for web apps than a static website. And like, I get it. Making complex web apps performant is hard. Making them as performant as static websites is even harder. And some might say impossible, but like most things, it depends. But a user's frustration and annoyance and tendency to just leave and never come back doesn't suddenly lessen because you've built a quote app and not a website. Like your choice to consider it an app doesn't in any way impact the user's experience with your slow, poorly performant thing. Your convenience as a developer isn't more important than your user's ability to access your app on low bandwidth internet connections and older underpowered devices. The caveat here is that time to interactive is more important than whether or not your app is fully loaded. Not just for, for apps, but for websites too. Like, Fully loaded time is not nearly as important as time to interactive. How quickly from when someone types in the address and hits enter or taps go to when they can actually start doing stuff on that thing, um, that's that time to interactive. And that's the most important metric. So your app should be interactive in three seconds or less on a broadband connection and five seconds or less on 3G. I don't care if it's a website or an app. Um, I actually, personally, for, for websites, I'd like to see those numbers be even more aggressive because I think it's really easy to do. Um, but uh, particularly for like applications, e-commerce sites, things like that, like you, you, five seconds or less on mobile. 
And that doesn't mean it has to be fully featured. That just means people need to be able to start moving around and interacting with content. Perceived performance is more important than this thing is fully loaded. It's a bit like being stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic versus moving slowly on side roads. Even if it takes you longer to get there with the side roads, it's less frustrating to be moving than at a total stop. So what can you do to make web apps faster? There are a lot of different approaches you can take depending on your app and what it's supposed to do. You could load never-changing stuff like your logo and navigation menu immediately and asynchronously pull in dynamic or API-driven content once it arrives. Um, For example, dashboard content. So in that scenario, people can still click links in the navigation menu. They could still scroll down to the footer if they want, but they're going to be waiting for some other stuff to come in. Uh, You can cache API data with local storage to minimize API calls and the latency that they introduce. You can push your API data out through a CDN network so that... um, And that's actually a little redundant because the N in CDN is network. But anyways, through a CDN so that responses take less time because they originate from closer to where the visitor is. Uh, You create a progressive web app um, that loads content from cache, even if your user is offline. You could, for example, load data from their last visit on initial load and refresh it with fresh data as soon as an API call returns the new stuff. You can follow Tim's recommendations and use vanilla JavaScript instead of frameworks or lighter weight alternatives like my own Reef, which I'll drop a link to in the show notes, or Preact, which I'll also link to in the show notes. You can use a CSS strategy that results in smaller style sheets. I've had really great results with um, object-oriented CSS. There's this really great, um, uh, really great kind of online book called Maintainable CSS that I will also drop a link to from Adam Silver that um, talks about how to kind of mix some of the principles from object-oriented CSS and BEM together to produce style sheets that are really small and performant, but also easier to maintain. Uh, You can inline your CSS and JavaScript if your files are small enough to reduce the number of HTTP requests required to start rendering the app. I do this on my website, and it's one of the reasons why it feels almost instantaneous to go from page to page. Um, because the entire site and all the content comes over in one request. So that HTML document you get back, that's all you need. There's no additional requests for other stuff. Um, You can break your JavaScript up into more modular chunks and only load what's needed on any given page. You're probably not going to do all of these things, um, or at least not all of them in a single app. A lot of it is going to depend on your app and how it works and what it does and what's needed. But... um, you know, there are things you can do, and I'm not saying it's always easy, but that's not the point. Building a complex web app isn't easy either. I'm saying that it's your job as a web professional to build fast, accessible things that work for as many people as possible. And just because you built an app doesn't mean you get a free pass on web performance. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know if you're listening to this, you, uh, you're probably already kind of on board with this, but uh, you know, that's my, that's my sermon for the day, if you will. So that's it. Um, don't forget, VanillaJS Academy, my project-based online training program for beginners, starts on Monday. Head over to VanillaJSAcademy.com to join. You can save 30% on registration with the code LASTCHANCE at checkout. So I will uh, see you next time. Cheers.